The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and this is the Division Grades, Free Agency Division Grades. We hit all eight divisions in tiny little mini pods, and this is the NFC East. Reminder that opening day was this Thursday, April 1st. If you need any last-minute fantasy baseball advice, and as you continue into the season and you try to figure out who to pick up, who to add, do you trust that performance on opening day? Do you trust that uh, Buster Posey hit a home run? Buster Posey, he's older than me and Ryan Wilson. Do you trust that he's back? Well, the only way to find out is by listening to Fantasy Baseball Today at 5 with Frank Stample, Scott White, and Chris Towers. It's the best way to stay up-to-date on the biggest news items in fantasy baseball in five minutes or less. Download and follow anywhere you can listen to this podcast. Wilson. What's happening? Happy Friday as we're recording this. You're about to go on a whirlwind spring break tour. I'm looking forward to seeing those reports on Twitter as they happen in real time. Yes, we are actually not supposed to mention what day it is on these podcasts, but do whatever you want. Um, I'm kidding. I, th- I think this one would be fine. The Dallas, yeah, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go play some golf around the state. And, uh, and Jeez. Guess and you, just, you, play, you played golf at home, and now you're traveling to play more golf? I'm going to play a lot of golf. A lot of golf. Um, Will you break 90? I didn't yesterday. I didn't on Thursday. I think I will on Friday. We'll right, see. Best of luck. I'll, I'll report my scores to the podcast. Coming up uh, on Monday, we'll have a mock draft discussion with Wilson. I wonder if I wonder when we'll record that one. But now let's dive into it. the Dallas Cowboys. They added Keanu Neal and Brent Urban, but most importantly, retained Dak Prescott. They saw Alden Smith walk out the door. What kind of grade would you give the Dallas Cowboys for their free agency performance? Well, I mean, on the surface, you're giving them an A because they just they kept Dak, and that seems like an, an obvious no-brainer. But I think you have to ding them a little bit because it took them two years to figure out that they wanted to keep Dak and cost themselves seven or eight or nine million dollars a year in, in the process. Keanu Neal helps on defense; that's obviously a step in the right direction. But that defense is so bad that they need a, a ton of other help. So I'm going to go B minus, mostly Dak related, and. Didn't do a whole whole lot else otherwise, but I mean, Dak is a huge part of that. Dak will be the reason that they'll be in the mix to win that division. As we saw last year, Breach isn't here to defend himself, but Andy Dalton was straight up hot garbage. Trash. Some butthole said uh, there's a path to nine and six. <laughs> Should have said nine and seven now that the schedule's... Oh, no, nine and seven, I said. Should have said nine and eight now that the schedule's... And there's a path to nine and seven, and it's not yeah. that hard a path. It's like, that stupid voice is stuck in your head. But I'm going to go B minus Dak Prescott. If they had... Got the Dak Prescott done deal in a timely fashion. It's an A all day long, even though they didn't do much else. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a perfect way to break it down. They have been quiet in free agency, and that's fine. They just don't – they're trusting a lot of stars who have not necessarily been great about being on the field defensively, like Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith – Keanu Neal too, um, you know, even uh, you know Randy Gregory. Like you're trusting these big names to to be on the field and to be healthy, so your defense to can be good enough to to win a bunch of games. And they need a leap from you know a guy like Trevon Diggs, who was a second round pick last year in the draft. Um, I, I think 
your synopsis is perfect. If like they signed the biggest free agent in, in the class, they locked him down to a long-term deal. They made sure they kept him. He shouldn't have been a free agent in the first place. Like he should have never been in this free agency class. He was the best free agent the last two years. And that's on the Cowboys. So I think I would even go as low as a C plus, but I think a B minus is a pretty good grade. And um, you know, if, Dak Prescott plays 16 games. It looks like Dak Prescott did uh, before he suffered that injury last year. Then the Cowboys would be competitive in this division. But it, I think there are still a lot of questions to be asked about, you know, that offensive line maybe and uh, and certainly that defense. But the Cowboys with a healthy Dak should put up plenty of points, assuming that Mike McCarthy, you know, could still coach. All right. The New York Giants. They were actually big spenders in free agency. They went out and signed Kenny Gala. Oh, they're, actually, I, I skipped over their top signing. Mike Glennon! They, awesome. signed, yeah, they signed Mike you Glennon. Have to, have to leave with Mike Glennon. That's right. Uh, they actually dropped a, a lunker of a contract on Kenny Galladay. They also paid Leonard Williams, who they had retained on the franchise tag, a substantial amount of money. And they went out and got Adoree Jackson to help at the cornerback position. And Kyle Rudolph at tight end. I think did they also sign... I guess they signed Devontae Booker, which is Devontae Booker, John Ross. They just yeah, John Ross. That's right. Danny Shelton, you won't believe this, but get them in like fat guys in the middle of the defense. So Danny Shelton's now on the roster. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, you're right. And um didn't lose a whole lot of guys. This it's a weird it feels like an all-in year for the Giants, doesn't it? Yeah. So Golden Tate's gone. They cut him. Kevin Zeitler, they cut and he signed with the Ravens. I do believe Dalvin Tomlinson's a free agent still. I also believe that. So those are the guys that, that aren't really coming back or aren't coming back for sure. And it feels like exactly what you said. They're they're all in. I mean, it's a weird way to get here if you're a Dave Gettleman, um, if you're anti-Dave Gettleman, but they're they're here. So Kenny Galladay is huge. Kyle Rudolph is huge. Leonard Williams coming back is huge. Adore Jackson helping bolster that secondary is huge. Patrick Graham, the defense coordinator, did a really good job last year. And, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts with Breach that it feels like the Giants are – they're they're legit contenders in that division. I'm going to give this a, a, an A. Uh, a plus probably isn't far off, but a, a, an A wow. in terms of, of getting better and getting substantially better in the offseason, addressing a ton of huge needs, starting with getting playmakers for for Danny Dimes. You could argue they paid Kenny Galladay too much, but if, if you knew that contract before free agency opened, before the trickle it seemed like for wide receivers in free agency, you'd be fine with it. Uh, I do think, to your point, that this is make or break for, for – uh, Dave Gettleman. So it's, it's, it's make or break for Dave Gettleman, make or break for Daniel Jones. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be like, listen, I'm right, but I, I feel like I kind of nailed this one. Like how Dave Gettleman was going to approach this. He was going to go all in on his, on his own stuff, you know, yeah. like get, get, get Danny Dimes some weapons. And he did that with Kenny Galladay and John Ross, you know, we're not trying to say he's going to come save the, the the franchise or anything, but he was, you know, a very cheap option with a ton of speed and a former first round wide receiver. Yeah. With a lot of talent. It just didn't work out for Cincinnati. Um, you know, they, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I look at this and I, 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 I mean, I want to be like D minus Dave Gettleman stinks, but I tend to agree with you. It's hard to go lower than a B plus. They, this team looks good. Like this team yeah. looks like it could compete. And if Daniel Jones stinks and can't stop fumbling and can't stop throwing picks, mm. then it won't matter. But if if he takes a leap forward in his third year, and it's not impossible for, for that to happen with everything that's around him, I don't know. This team could easily win the division. Yeah, I think 
either they're my favorites or they're you and Breach's favorites, and I have football team. But um, one of those two teams I feel like are going to be the favorites among the three of us heading into the summer. Yep. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll bury the Philadelphia Eagles for all that they did wrong this offseason. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Just kidding. Before we get to Philadelphia, we have to handle the football team, but I wanted to tease yeah, you know, a mocking Debo tease. The Washington football team uh, <laughs> locked up Brandon Scherf, kept kept him around. Um, they lost Alex Smith and Ronald Darby, but they replaced them with William Jackson at cornerback and Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. They also added Curtis Samuel this offseason. Um, we, I guess, I don't know, were we doing a team grades? How do what what show were we doing? We were like Washington's the favorite. It was like basically because they signed. Ryan Fitzpatrick, which seems probably kind of, a mail, mailbag, probably that seems right. It seems kind of insane to get that amped up about it. In hindsight, I sort of kind of like, you know, maybe maybe the Giants even a little bit more. Uh, and by the way, Sheriff is on the franchise tag. But I, I, I like what Washington did this offseason. You know, I do, I do, too. And by the way, I should have mentioned this last segment before you took the break, but it just occurred to me. So I'm going to mention it now. Daniel Jones ran the 40 and 481. And we considered him a really good athlete. Mac Jones. 479. Thank you. And I was thinking about that when you were talking about Dave Gettleman needing Daniel Jones to, to turn the corner and quit turning the ball over. But one of the things coming into the. Oh, into that's what you're going to say. Because what you need is Mac Jones to be really good. So you're like, ha screw you all. Yeah. When he goes in the third round. But uh, Washington. So funny thing. I was doing a radio show this week uh, in Washington. And the host actually got mad at me for calling Washington football team. Like I just have reflexively called them football team since they changed their name because I said, wait, what did he want you to call him? It's the host to him. I'll tell you later to him. I don't want to, it was a fine conversation. We talked actually talked for 20 minutes about draft related stuff, but at the very end, he said, I, you know, I've enjoyed this, but I just want to want to figure out, are you making fun of Washington by calling them football? So I didn't like, I don't call them the football team. I just call them football team. Yeah. And it doesn't even occur to me. It just keeps it from saying what their name used to be when I had to put $5 in the, in the swear. You're just trying to stop saying our skins. And that's what I explained. And um, he said, yeah, you should call him Washington. I said, yeah, good. But I'm not, I mean, I like I told, like I said on this podcast, I think they they have a really good chance to win the division. So if I want to make fun of them, I'd, I'd make fun of Dan Snyder. Uh, yeah, if you want to call yourself the Washington football team, you're inviting yourself to be called the football team. I like the name football team, by the way. I think it's sure, awesome. Sure. But they, uh, the host took it personally, which I thought was funny. And by the way, like I'm going to go on someone's show and, and just like, troll them. What do we do? Yeah. Um, I, I, they, lo- I love what they've done. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they also added Adam Humphreys uh, at wide receiver, too. I thought that was really important for them to beef up the the wide receiver depth chart because Terry McLaurin is a stud. And, you know, we've seen some flashes from Cam Sims and Antonio Gandy-Golden, looked, you know, Steven Sims. I mean, it, it's you – th- you know, When's your guy going to show up? Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon, yeah, looking like uh, might not be a – He's not going to be a bust because he's a six-round pick, but, you know. That was um, the first – Indication that maybe NFL teams didn't love him as much as draft Twitter. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Uh, I love, I love, yeah, I love Kyle Harmer too. Uh, I mean, look, he tore his ACL last year, so not, 
He's, he's got some work to do. Anyway, uh, Curtis Samuel, I think, you know, people were like, oh, like that coaching staff didn't know how to use him. It's like, well, I mean, he had monster years in Carolina. He just had his biggest year with Matt Rule and, and Joe Brady. I'm sure that, you know, Scott Turner will figure out what to do. So I like those little underneath weapons that can help out Fitzpatrick. They have a good offensive line, maybe not an elite one, but a good one. Um, and defensively, you know, they uh, they also lost um, – Ryan Kerrigan, which is kind of a problem, I guess. But, I mean, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Chase Young, Matt Ioannidis, James Smith-Williams, who uh, they drafted um, in 2020 in the seventh round, who I think is actually a player. They have tons of depth up front on defense. And adding William Jackson, I think, is a really nice pull. He he came out of the gates firing for the Bengals and sort of slowed down. Um, I think that's an upgrade over Ronald Darby. Kittle Fuller, they brought in, I believe, and you know they still have Landon Collins, who it looked like they might cut, but eventually, but did not. You know, there's no reason to think that defense won't be good again, and I think there's a chance that the offense takes a, a I don't know about significant step forward, but like a a nice little half skip forward. Yeah, I think that's right, but I think it, you have to be committed to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now they could draft a quarterback; they're not going to be able to draft one at, at 19 no. where they pick. They'll have to trade up for if they'll do that, but they could be they could draft circle back and get one in rounds two or three. I think they have a second round pick, but um, I like what they do too. And I, I think the lesson is that you start with the defense and go from there. Let the defense do the heavy lifting. Yeah, they do have a second round pick. So they could, they could target one in the second round or, or, or beyond. Um, let the defense do the heavy lifting and let Ryan Fitzpatrick keep you in the game. Now the issue with Ryan Fitzpatrick, as we all know, is that. Will he every, throw you? Will he throw you out of the game? Is that every the, fifth game, is he going to throw five interceptions? But I right. still think. I mean, you have Taylor Heineke, uh, Heineke as, a, as a backup, and that's what he should be. I don't think he's going to win the starting job. Uh, you have to figure out the quarterback situation at some point. It doesn't look like it's going to happen immediately. But in that division, you can 100 percent compete. So that's great. So I, I give this uh, a, a B plus in terms of what they've done this offseason, in terms of addressing needs, in terms of giving uh, Fitzpatrick and Heineke playmakers and helping out Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson as. Um, as the only real skill position threats that they have out there. Yeah, I agree with you. I think B-plus is the right call, especially because they they sort of took a realistic approach to the quarterback position, and they understood that – I mean, they, look, they tried to get involved with Matthew Stafford. I'm sure they would have loved to get involved with Deshaun Watson before his stuff happened, but, they, you know, just it came to fruition. All right, we've got to – we got to – It's this is not going to happen, and we don't have the draft pick to make something big in the draft happen. So let's lock up a guy who can, who can elevate our floor – uh, maybe bump up our ceiling a little bit and uh, and go from there. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles, finally. They uh, were busy, I guess, in the draft trade market. They also lost um, Jalen Mills. They did add Anthony Harris. I don't think they really added a whole lot at the uh, – Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, thank you. Am I um, – I'm not uh, – they added, wait, they added a cornerback, didn't they? Oh, no, we were talking about Stephon Gilmore they were going to trade for. Yeah, they haven't done a whole lot, and that's probably because they didn't have any salary cap space, and that's probably because they had to trade Carson Wentz to the to the uh, the, the, uh, the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz is taking up 16.34% of their salary cap, and he's not playing for them. Carson Wentz will have a bigger salary the biggest dead cap hit in professional football history at $33.8 million this offseason. So that's pretty much what the Eagles did was unload Carson Wentz for a future knock on wood first round pick. Yeah, there's not a lot going on here. Oh, and they, oh, sorry. And they cut Malik Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. They cut a bunch of guys. Zach Ertz still hanging around, TBD. Um, it, it doesn't feel like this is a team that's competitive in 2021. They're the worst team in this division right now, which is 
bonkers to say because the division was again garbage last year, and uh, Philly was in it up until the end there, where Doug Peterson and uh, in cahoots with Nate Sudfeld tanked that game so they could go instead of as Debo has pointed out so eloquently instead of getting the six the ninth overall pick they got the sixth overall pick which allowed them to trade and get that extra first round pick. So props to them. But uh, as we sit here. I don't think they're going to be super competitive in that division. Anything could happen. It all hinges primarily on Jalen Hurts, the offensive line, the defense all getting better at the same time. So this feels like in terms of what they've done, I'll give them a C minus only because of that trade down that got them an extra first round pick, which isn't quote unquote free agency, but it, it's, you know, future sure. capital to do things with. But without that, this is a straight up D all day long. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, really again, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. If your vision was to, Unload Carson Wentz. If your vision was to un- move on from Carson Wentz and find out in 2021 what you have in Jalen Hurts, and then to utilize what could be up to three first-round picks in 2022, I believe, if Carson Wentz is good for the Colts, if he plays all 16 games for the Colts, because they have the 2022 first-rounder coming from the Niners, right? Or is that 2023? I don't know. They have one of those first-round All right, well, they have four first-round picks. They have one this year. At 12th overall, at which point you would assume that they're going to, you know, utilize that to get a weapon for Jalen Hurts. You find out what you got in Jalen Hurts, you have four picks in the next two years minimum. And so if that's the case, man, I mean, I think you at least feel okay about, uh, you know, about what Philly can do for the long haul if, and this is a big if, you trust Howie Roseman to rebuild things. I mean, you know, so... I, but I agree. If you want to count that draft out the draft trade as part of this, then sure, you can give them a uh, a, a, a a C. If not, I agree, Wilson. It is a straight up. Can, can we get Debo to weigh in? Are we concerned about the audio? I'm concerned about the audio, and I want to go play golf. So, Debo called up before you came on the podcast. That I wouldn't let him weigh in. That you were not going to be dilly dallying around this this podcast. Well, that's right. I'm not. And the podcast is over. That's the NFC grades. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out the Mock Draft Monday podcast in the feed. See you guys later. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.